That's good. Um, give me. All right, team. Um, so, guys, thank you once again. We are here with um, MVP Friday, which is one of my favorite days of the week. And it, in all honesty, I, I've found that this is probably one of uh, I've I've learned I've I really fucking enjoy these interviews with you guys and you coaches and stuff because I pick up a shit ton from what you guys are doing. But it's also just a cool to see different angles, different insights, and and different ways to go about you know building a successful business and and being a really good coach is is what I really think is cool. And so today, guys, on our MVP Friday, we have Joshua. Thanks. Cool. How do you spell your full name, bro? Your last name? F A N K H A U S E R. Thankhauser. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And um, bro, like man, you've Man, you've you've come along. Um, you've done some really really cool shit inside of you know the mental health space, you know the wellness space, and essentially, I think you're probably one of the few that I've seen do it really really well. Where you're living and breathing, you know, the hard training side of things, but then you've been able to combine this holistic approach with the breath work, with the mindset, and then also combine it with a with a high ticket approach, bro. And so. Maybe, man, just give us a quick introduction. Who are you? Um, what do you do for your programs? And yeah. Yeah, cool, man. So, so my name is Joshua. I, um, fuck, I started, I studied exercise science at university um, and then sort of came away from it for a while and then got back into it um, about six or seven years later. Um, yeah. Although PTing tentatively on the side for a very long time, I worked corporate for a while. I was a full-time DJ um and bits of other lots of other shit and then i went through all of my own traumas um with my yep. fuckwood fuck of a father um and sort of went through my own deep dark hole um and then i became um head coach for joseph ruckich um so one of the top pts in the world or one of the most well-known sort of online coaches probably in the world um, yep. his his app is basically white labeled by every famous influencer that's just joseph's app so basically i was his head coach um, so had insights to all of those people as well. And I was leading all the high tickets. Um, so all of the, and I found that most of the people that were in high ticket coaching, which was the one-to-one face-to-face conversation, the reason they weren't achieving their goals is mainly due to suppression of other bullshit that was going on in their lives, um, be it the loss of a family member or um, not dealt with a trauma correctly um, in younger age and stuff like that. So then applying pretty much all the tools and methodologies that I use to get out of my deep, dark hole of suicidal depression, um, applying those tools to these people's lives. And I guess the main, the main tool of that is breath work, right? Because I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a registered fucking psychologist or anything like that, but I mean, the breath is the teacher of presence and within presence, there's no such thing as depression or anxiety, right? Anxiety, thinking about the future, depression, thinking about the past, presence, these things don't exist. So how do I teach presence and what are the tools to teach presence? Um, one of them being breath work and then a bunch of other introspective exercises. So applying these to their lives um, and then as well as the nutrition and training. Came away from that because, um, yeah, it was getting a little deeper, I think, than for Joseph's liking. Um, so I think there was a little bit more superficial um there it was really just let's get jacked was that whole business sort of model and that wasn't really where i was as well um so came away and started my own thing 26 wellness um and been going ever since i run retreats i teach breathwork workshops and i do my own online coaching 
Um, and then the, I do the mid-ticket stuff as well, which is an incorporation or more self-regulated. I give you the tools, but I don't exactly, um, I don't know the individual aspects of what's going in your life um, in order to apply them. So the one-on-one coaching is you tell me what's going on in your life um, and I give you the exact tools and where to apply them. Whereas in the mid-ticket is, I don't really know what's happening in your life too much, but here's a bunch of tools and you sort of have to apply them as you wish. And then as we go, we sort of get an understanding and I can help them a little bit along the way. But that's basically where I'm at now. And I have a retreat in Bali coming up at the end of the year. Um, still tickets available if anyone wants to jump on board. I am working on a lot of corporate stuff with... Um, the guidance of the legend Paul, who has also been a key contributing factor um, through Mamba, um, listening to his podcasts um, and other bits and pieces. And then, of course, Dylan helping me develop the uh, mid-ticket as well. Man, no, fuck, what a, bro, that's that's very, very cool. And I really like, man, the way you've sort of, like, I guess, articulated that journey. You know, it's it's pretty exciting or exciting is not really the word but the way you've sort of come to where you're at right now is is very very cool and sort of there was a part in there you sort of said about you know presence is is the only thing that allows us to move away from anxiety depression and sort of that's almost the teachings of like Eckhart Tolle and you know the power of now and I, I remember reading that book a long time ago where he's like anxiety is when you're always thinking about the future and then depression is when you're always thinking about the past and you know if you can bring it back to that present moment it's then you can you're able to remove both of them which is very yeah exactly i feel like there's such an exploration at the moment of what is like there's so many people at the moment that are sort of keen on this whole like spirituality and yoga and all of this sort of shit um and breath work is such a good modality to bring people into sort of that but also with a scientific backing like how it works how the diaphragm works and how air in the body works and then if they sort of dabble with the sort of spiritual side by all means go for it but i'm gonna i'm here to sort of deliver the science um and help people with along the way yeah absolutely bro and man how you sort of said like how you got into this and Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your story about, you know, why 26 uh, actually exist and like why you're so passionate about, you know, this side of health. Yeah, cool, man. So basically I um, I was a full-time DJ for about four or five years whilst I was PCing on the side um, and obviously doing everything that goes with DJing. Um, so a lot of booze and a lot of shit going up your nose every weekend and um yeah just in a not a very healthy environment um my i also had a company with my father at the time um which was um, manufacturing and exporting food products to um, china about two years into that um with a lot of financial investment on my own part um as uh, found out he was actually into methamphetamine um without any of us knowing me the family anything like that um so he's developed paranoid schizophrenia um i then uh lost a friend to suicide um a friend died in a freak accident fell off a balcony um a very close friend um and then got dumped by a girlfriend got fired from my job um like just heaps of shit fucking happened all within six months like heaps of shit um and it just put me in this real fucked up hole for about two years where yeah i just wanted to end my life to the point where i did try to end my life at one point 
Um, and then, yeah, I, my mum sort of referred me to breath work. Um, and it's like, it's like that saying, psychedelics won't heal you, but they'll show you, they'll show you where your work is. It's the same as breath work, right? Um, so breath, the breath sort of taught me that presence and it allowed me to hold up the mirror and be like, all right, if I am to put everything back in the blame, like, and blame myself for everything or take control of every situation, what's the one thing that I can control in every situation? And that's my fucking reaction, right? So me choosing to be a sad cunt and lay in bed and like all of this shit, it's like, I'm choosing to do that. That's my choice. Like, yeah, the situation is pretty shit. But like, what are the tiny steps that I can find to do that? And then the breath sort of taught me presence. So finding presence with like, I've got such a monkey mind. I swear I've got fucking ADD. Like I'm like this, that and the other and just constantly fucking scrolling and whoa, what could I be doing? How do I get a new client? Whoa. And if it's not doing that and then I'm like still, then I'm thinking about like when I was in that negative way, I was constantly thinking about like all the fucked up shit that was happening because of my monkey mind. Yep. And your breath finally taught me stillness. It taught me like that's what meditation was. It taught me thoughtlessness, right? And then that allowed me to sort of see just these glimmers of like two seconds of presence. And then these two seconds expanded to four and four expanded to eight and eight to 16. And all of these little practices that I was integrating allowed me to expand these seconds of presence, be it an ice bath or a cold dip on the beach or pushing myself as hard as I fucking could in the gym. All of these little tools taught me little moments of presence to the point where I got two years later and these little moments had expanded and now I can be present with the work that I do and all of this sort of shit and recognize where my shortfalls are and work through them, right? And take responsibility for everything that's going on in my life. And then, yeah, I guess that's why I started what I started. Um, and then watching my dad go down such a shithole with methamphetamine being such a high up CEO of several companies. He started so many companies. He was very successful. Um, and then just sort of watching him go down. And now I sort of, I see he had no tools himself as well. So he wasn't applying any fitness, any nutrition, any breath work, any of that. Like, and he just wasn't creating that space. So applying that to sort of businessmen um, and other people and helping them through their bullshit now is really the main goal. Well, it's, it's sort of interesting you say that. And like one of the things I guess we talk about inside of Mumbra is like when you choose your avatar and often it's it's either yourself, your favorite client or a family member you wish you could help. And mm. I know for me in terms of when I sort of think about how can I help fat loss people, I'm just trying to think about how I can help my dad. You know, how could I have got to my dad a year earlier so that he's still fucking here? Yeah, exactly. I would look at people like my sort of grandparents and stuff, right? And I'm like, well, like everyone looks at their grandparents and they're old and frail. And it's like, well, one, everyone's got a grandparent that's had a, a half a bad fall. Like they've just slipped from one step. Boom, yeah. they break their, they've shattered their hips and they're out for the next like three years, right? Yeah. What could just a tiny little resistance training session do per day, like five to 10 minutes every day? Like that would be a lot more, their, their bone density would have increased, like everything. So it's just such tiny little factors that you can sort of influence on people's lives that's going to make such a big fucking difference later, where it's from rescuing from depression or suicide, whether it's from saving them from a fucking fall or anything like that, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Bro. And man, one of the things you sort of touched on there and like, Man, I think it's so fucking important is like you get a lot of people out here now who are trying to jump on this bandwagon of spirituality, breathwork, all of this sort of stuff. And it's like 
you're one of the few that have gone through it to be able to hold up that mirror. And as, as you said, man, go from like two seconds of presence, four seconds to, to now where you've got to. Understanding like when you have gone to that presence, and I, I know for a fact, and I think a little bit of your story sort of resonates with mine, that almost workaholism so that you don't have to be present and sit with yourself in the mirror. Mm. How do you teach people now in your business to be able to be okay with that mirror and sort of look at themselves? Well, it's and they're putting it back on them, right? Are they comfortable repeating the same bullshit cycles? Like, so cool, you got dumped. Where this is the first person that's fucking dumped you. This is the third person that's dumped you in a row. So instead of being like, oh, whoa, it's me. Cool, hold up the fucking mirror. What's going on, right? What are the things that you can change? Because unless you're prepared to change, you're just going to repeat your same bullshit cycles. And that's with everything, right? If something keeps going on with your business or if something keeps going. So I guess how do I make people comfortable with it? By making, is anyone comfortable repeating their bullshit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so showing that they that it's on them to, to change like proving to them unless they take their own steps to change that well then they're just going to repeat that and if they want to repeat that that's fucking fine but clip your ticket get back on the fucking merry-go-round <laughs> like yeah. meanwhile i'll be over on the fucking roller coaster cruising <laughs> but when you're ready to come onto the big boy rise let me know yeah yeah so it's it's almost a like extreme ownership with a dash of empathy like yeah. It's like, hey, look, I've been there, but hey, look, you really got to take ownership for this. Uh, yeah, and I get it. And it's not like, I guess the way I do it is as well as because it can be a little bit harsh sometimes, you know, it can be like, this is on you, bro. Like you are being a fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, as soon as I can call them out and being a fuckwit and then soften the blow and then tell them exactly when I was being a fuckwit in my life and then... Yep. Like, cool, this is what I used to do, blah, 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 and this is what I was doing wrong, and find a sort of relatable situation. Um, then it tends to soften the blow a little bit, but they tend to take it a lot easier as soon as they can feel like they're not the only one in that hole, right? Yeah, absolutely, bro. And, like, man, when you started first started um, introducing this sort of coaching, and I know you sort of had, you know, the high-ticket coaching of Joseph and that, but... When you first started to start this style of coaching, this more one-on-one high-ticket type coaching, was there any like resistance from clients or was it more just like, hey, look, the right people sort of showed up at the right time? No, the, yeah, the right people showed up at the at the right time for this. And to be honest, it was, it, it was people that didn't actually know that they even sort of needed that. So I don't know if you, if you read many of my um feedbacks that i post on my instagram and stuff like that but a lot of people tend to say how i signed up for superficial reasons i.e get fit eat healthy and do xyz i ended up resolving 40 other fucking things that then ended up having the result of sorting my fitness and of sorting my nutrition and i didn't realize that it was all the shit down here that needed to be resolved in order to solve this so it was yeah it was well received um but i think it was in the start unexpected as well um, for a lot of people, I never saw movement and nutrition being like interdependent from like what's actually going on inside. It all has to do with one another. Like if you're going to the gym to suppress, well, then it's gym is a stress in itself, right? And stress is a singular system. So it doesn't differentiate between the bullshit that's going on with your family or the gym. It is just stress. Now, one's a positive stressor, one's a negative stressor, but the two things add up on the stress system. So until we can actually learn how to mitigate 
them and bring people back down, well, then we don't, like, as you know, you only really recover muscularly um, and rest and digest. Like you don't build muscles in the gym, you build them when you're recovering, right? You're tearing the muscles in the gym. So if you're in a constant state of stress due to the emotional shit that's going on, well, then you're never going to fucking recover from going to the gym properly as well, right? So you're never going to be at your peak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. And like, man, with that, like, how do you actually package this up so it becomes a business rather than just a counseling session? <laughs> it's a, it is a fucking counseling session. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is where my, where my um, ceiling has hit at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I package it up? Um, I don't know, bro. You have to by making sure that my outlines are very clear um, on, all right, here's the length of time that we have for each session. We're going to address your nutrition, your training and X, Y, Z, and we're going to come away with key action points. And again, it's like the shit that Paul's taught me as well, right? It's the periodization of these action points. Did you hit these action points last week? No, but you're still going through the same shit and you're still complaining about it. Okay, cool. Well, then we can't advance you in the programming of like breath work for example because you still haven't got the roots the roots laid yeah yeah man that's that's one of those things and like it's i'd love to see the back end of it sometime and you sort of think about it man because your high ticket program you know and like as you sort of said man like people signed up for superficial stuff how do you, I guess, like then go on to persuade someone or sell someone into a high ticket program when they're signing up for superficial, but I guess deep down they know there's something more to it? I make them cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, seriously, we'll be on a call um, and it'll be a sales call or a, it's not even a sales call because I fucking hate calling myself a salesman, um, but yeah. it'll be the initial meeting call, right? Um, and it's generally 30, 40 minutes and it's getting a good understanding of their life. And it starts with what is the picture perfect you? That's always the first question. What's the picture perfect you? And let's work backwards. Um, and they say it's this, it's that, it's the other. All right, cool. Why? Why do you want to feel thin? Because of this, this and that. All right, what's inhibiting you from getting there at the moment? X, Y, Z. When's the, okay, cool. Why, what's the real reason you want to do that? Because I want to look good. No, it's fucking not. Like, what's the real reason you want to? And then generally I can sort of feel some sort of resistance. And then, um, I don't know, you, you know, you can feel the energy of in a room. You can feel if they, if you walk into a room and there's been an argument. Yeah. Yeah. It's gen, then I'll, generally I'll feel like crying when I look at them and I'll be like, all right, what's really fucking going on? And generally they'll break down and, um, I'll have a little cry with them and um, we'll start talking about what's really going on deep down. And then we'll say, then I sort of lay out a game plan and say, I mean, I'm no, I'm no counselor, but again, everything comes back to presence, literally everything, right? If you can teach for every trauma or situation, if you can teach presence, well, then you can work your way out of that situation or you can look at that head on and then come back to presence, right? So it's about applying these little things to those situations. Mm. and so like to a point man you're that first mirror yeah yeah yep and then once they see it they're like okay cool yeah yeah so the last two signups yeah have been very teary initial calls right and um which is very evident that there's something affecting them deep down right and they think that it's the training and nutrition will resolve it all and once they get this fucking body they'll be all fucking sorted no man there's shit the the training and nutrition we can sort that's probably going to be the easiest part to sort (laughs) 
it's you it's you taking recognition that um you're really fucking sad because your dad just passed away um all right let's go release that emotion let's talk to it let's talk about it yeah for sure bro but um like man like right now like we're having this conversation and like me being a kiwi you're a kiwi bro your your language and and i guess the way you articulate your messages is very very distinct and like i understand every single word you're saying and it's it's coming from just a place of raw passion raw Mm. love and just who you fucking are how do you allow this to show up man in your content or earn what you do because essentially what you're doing bro is you're, you're going against the grain you're making people like see something in themselves that they're afraid to see how do you make this authenticity show up in what you're doing in your content and stuff like that hey because i'm very clear about my story and where i've come from i haven't i didn't join breathwork to and get this fucking breathwork certification to start earning a little bit of side cash like it was never meant to be a monetized thing for me ever it was meant to be i am going to kill myself unless i sort shit out um and so everything comes from a space where most people know my backstory um i'm very open about it because i feel like once you can share your backstory and not i don't share my story and i say oh please be sorry for me no fuck that i'm sharing because i know that when i was in my shit knowing that other people were also going through shit made me feel a lot less alone which is kind of fucking disgusting right like i want to know that you're going through shit so i don't feel like i, I want to know that i'm not alone in my little hole which is why i sort of share like all of my shit openly like I'm, i've moved through it or i'm moving through it every day right some of it still bites me in the ass and i still want to say fuck you can't the dad but you know like i still move through it um and i there it's shit that i address every day and i'm very open about it and so long as we are open about our own shit it makes the person that might be thinking about hanging himself in his fucking closet tonight it makes him realize he's not in his hole alone yeah fucking awesome man like that's when you can get to that point man i've seen it over and over again is like when you're at that point that's the difference between the good and the great you know you're not you're not there just to clip a ticket you're not there hey look i'm a breathwork coach now i'm a mindset coach now I'm here because I fucking believe in this shit, you know? It's like, I mean, yeah, it's all, like I said, I was a fucking DJ before this. I wasn't, I wasn't for expression of all of this crap. Like I always like sort of wanted to, but I'd never sort of hung around the right crowd. And yeah, it wasn't really an open thing and it would have copped a lot of feed, copped a lot of shit feedback. Oh, it's such a little fucking bitch. You're like, you know, like that's the sort of shit. But again, that that's where the issue lies, especially within New Zealand as well. Right. Like absolutely. Bro. Yeah. Um, just on that, bro, how do you stand like now, now you've, you've gone to the fucking darkness. It's once you go there, you don't really, you don't really fear stuff as much because you've gone there, but with the stuff that does go on in New Zealand, the tall poppy syndrome, all of this shit, that's like, fuck, you're a dick, all of this sort of stuff, bro. How do you stand in the face of that and say, fuck you, this is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to stand up for. And this is what I'm going to make my life about. You sort of get to a point once you've been through that shit and you've had no one else to help you through it. It's like, 
you don't really give a fuck if people come or go. It's like I've, I've already had friends ditch me. <laughs> I've already had, I've already been dumped. I've already lost everyone. Like if you if you go, that's fucking you go. No worries. I'm good where I am, and I believe in my shit. Um, and yep. I know that I think it, so long as you're coming from a place of love, then and there's no malice behind the intention. It's all about intention, right? I mean, someone can. Someone can be a fuckwit, but not with the intention of being a fuckwit. And it's not, so long as there's no intention of malice, right? Um, so I guess just being clear about my intentions. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a fucking hermit, bro. I don't really give a fuck about anyone's opinion anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially after coming out of that deep dark hole and seeing people come and go and people can yeah say what they wish but yeah it doesn't really bother me anymore i used to get so tied up in people's opinions like really tied up which is quite funny to reflect on but um man everyone everyone's the main character in their own fucking story no one actually gives a fuck (laughs) and if they're focusing on you or if you've got close people that want to bring you down well that's not an energy that you want around right essentially we're fucking energetical beings right so if they, if you say, Hey, like I earned, I did a 15 K month this, this month and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh, fuck you, bro. It's like, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> like I don't want words, yep. hold, words hold power and you don't need that shit. It's just watching everything, watching every conversation with every person, watching everything and the interaction and how they interact. And it gets, it gets now gets me very picky on who I let in as well. Absolutely. Brian. Man, like now, bro, you're sitting in your own house. You said you're 500 meters from the lake. You know, yep. you've gone through all that shit, bro. You've you've sort of said, hey, look, fuck you. Look, if you're not part of this, you're not part of it, bro. But maybe like, man, what what sort of, I guess, knowing the journey you've gone through, how does that sort of, what what is, I guess, how does that make you feel, bro, about where you are now and what you're doing compared to where you were? I have to stop and slow down often because I'm like, I still like, have moments of stress of yeah i think with a lot of shit like for example the what went on with dad and putting me in such a deep financial hole um and like losing so much i have a lot of trauma and i'm like again this is addressing my traumas as well right um i have a lot of trauma around finances and financial trauma and safety um so I haven't stopped very often to stop, stop and just be be like, whoa, fuck, like this was the goal last year. This was the this was the goal to be here. Like, yeah. So yeah, there are moments where I like get emotional and I'm like, fuck, I'm like here, but then which is something I'm still dealing with. Um, then my trauma tends to take over and be like, fuck, it's a two grand week. It needs to be a three grand week. I need to pick my shit up. Let's go. Like, fuck, it's Monday. I've only done 1500. Let's go. Like, come on. Like, and that comes from a place of like, of, of trauma as well. Right. Um, which is fucking annoying, but I'm dealing with that one as well. I find it really interesting, bro. And like, like I've, I've talked to a lot of fucking people who are quite successful. And I was like, I was even talking to my good friend Ezra Taylor, and he's he's gone down a similar route to you with his coaching, bro. And I was like, when does it get to a point where our trauma no longer drives success? <laughs> and for me, that's a bit scary because it's like, do I lose that drive? Do I lose that motivation because that trauma's gone? And like I think part of it, and I know for me, like I sort of like dealt with a lot of stuff, but there is still that element of like, you know, like you said, man, is like, fuck, if I rest, I'm gonna lose everything. You know, 
and it's it's freaky sometimes to to sit down and just you know sit on that balcony and be like fuck yeah you know it is super scary but yeah i mean i took a moment last night because it hasn't been like the biggest week this week last week was fucking mean this week is a little bit slower but i like I i took a look and i'm still up like it's still one of my best months this month like as a whole right because of these three weeks were great and this week wasn't the best and like yeah it's just again it comes back to presence right like fuck <laughs> which is an yeah. ongoing battle and i'm not i don't coach it because i'm I've perfected it. i've coached i coach it i coach it well because i fucking have to do it every day you're a product of your product man yeah, yeah. one of the absolute keys to success and um Bro, like something maybe just in a bit of a, a, a technical standpoint, like you've run a heap of retreats. Now you're running a Bali retreat. Like how have you gone about setting that up, marketing it? And like, what do you sort of have for the inclusions for your retreats? Mm, cool. So, so <laughs> it's going to sound so much easier than it actually is. I've just, sort of <laughs> I've just sort of aligned myself and it's all fallen into my lap. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, um, uh, for currently, I, I, with with the with the breathwork stuff, I got asked by a couple like uh, master instructors of like Wim Hof breathing. Um, mm-hmm. They found out about me and they're like, "Hey, can you please come and co-lead these retreats with me?" So I sort of got started with retreats. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, so went on a couple of retreats with them, and then I arrived in Queenstown, um, and then I went and caught up with one of the world's top retreat centers um, in uh, called Aroha Retreats beautiful space um sitting on like a 40 million it's like a 40 million dollar retreat center to go there for it's just down in gy um to go there for five nights i think it's 6k um so it's a very high ticket product um and basically went and caught up with them and they're like yeah fuck can you come work here full time and i was like no i'm doing all my online stuff um but i can come out to one a month um and so been teaching on sort of one retreat a month out there, um, which has been really lovely. Uh, teaching breath work, um, trauma release, um, facilitating group exercise and stuff like that. Um, and then doing my own little retreats here on the side, like renting a house, having 10 people go um, and do bits and bobs like that. And then sort of um, with the Bali one, I've got a good friend that's a travel agent. And he was like, let's team up for something. I'll, um, I'll book everything and suss it all out um you sell it and market it and facilitate it and um i mean i like, like what we we're talking about this i recognize where my weaknesses are and marketing is one of my fucking weaknesses <laughs> so um yeah. something i'm still working on to sell sell the barley one out um in all honesty mm-hmm. um and, but then i've got another monthly one that i'll be teaching at lake road Woody. um a friend owns the house he runs all of like the like Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube tours and shit in New Zealand or from Audiology. Mitch, he's a good friend. um, And he bought a beautiful house and wants to start a wellness aspect of all of the touring and shit. Um, So I'll just be doing monthly ones for him there as well. So again, it's not something, it's something that sort of developed itself. It's not something that I like jumped out and was like, I'm going to do this. It sort of fell into itself, just like the wellness coaching sort of fell into itself as well. Right. Once I sort of aligned myself and started pushing my own shit, the rest just trickled on and it just sort of happened, I guess. Bro, on that, like, from what I can see from that, man, the, the underlying thing that you probably underestimate is your ability to network. And 
What do you think has given you the ability to network with these people or find these people who are who are able to put you in these positions? Mm. I talk to a lot of people, um, and I am always very curious. So, and I have zero jealousy for successful people. I always ask if I walk into someone's big house. I want to sit that person down, look them in the eye and be like, holy fuck, how did you do this? Well done. Run me through your steps. What did you study? How long did you study? How long did you stay up at night? Where did you do everything? And so I guess I'm like that with a lot of people. Um, I ask a lot of people where they started, how they got there, um, who they talked to, their networks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I ask, ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Yeah, I like right right there, bro. I think that's a superpower for you is like your ability to listen and the ability to be curious. And like even um like one of Kobe's like five pillars of the Mamba mentality is curiosity. Like one of his things about the Mamba mentality was curiosity. And they I was listening to Tim Grover, um, the book Relentless. So and it might have even been another couple of books, but they were talking about the thing with Kobe was no matter how good he got he was always the first person there asking questions, you know, like, how did you do this? How did you do that to anyone who was successful? And, and I think that ability for you is, is probably a big, big reason why you're successful. And like, I think potentially, you know, like being Kiwi, it's hard to sort of admit the work that we've done because it, we're often not allowed to sort of talk about it, but it's also like sometimes it's hard to admit like we're fucking good at what we do. Mm. Um, and like you've, you've clearly done a fucking fantastic job, man, of, of being able to network and get yourself in those positions, which is very, very cool. Yeah. I, th- I guess my old networks and stuff has opened up that, is, I mean, being a DJ and stuff like that at big events and yeah, that sort of jazz, that sort of allowed me gateways to sort of question and all those people that I used to sort of hang with have sort of watched my journey unfold as well. And there's always, they're always in good positions of, um, they know a lot of people as well, but yeah, always, always curious, always asking, always talking. Yeah. Sick bro. And man, like let's fucking fast forward 10 years down the track, bro. Where, what is, what is the impact you've made? Um, maybe not so much just on the fitness industry, but I guess in, in the health and wellness industry overall, where do you think you're sort of, where do you see yourself making an impact there? Where am I heading? Yeah, where are you heading? Oh, I can't share that. It's a <laughs> where, what, what will people say about you, you know, when, when, they, when they say the name Joshua Thanks, what are they saying? What, what is the the brands, what has the impact been because of what you've done? Mm. We are uh, helped. Uh, I don't know. My goal, my goal is to help as many people as I can. So uh, I'm not sure what I want people to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what I want people to say, but I, my goal at the moment is to, make online cover enough so that I can get the fuck back up and be into society and get into society and teach workshops um, and other bits and pieces, get into schools, get into helping the people that I've lost in my life, get into those niches um, of stressed out people of the bro that hung himself. Where can I get into these communities um, and start giving discussions on stress, on presence, on my story and 
apply this to those people that need it, apply it to their lives um, is, the, is the goal. Um, online is going to, all the stuff that we've been developing in Mamba is going to provide my safety net to get back out into community um, where I'm really passionate about, which will be with, um, yeah, yeah, with all the people that um, need it most. And, like, once you're in this community, bro, like, what what is what is the community looking like because you're back in it less stressed and able to uh, uh, able to address their own shit right um our job as a human is to look at our traumas head on and not pass it on and if we're not prepared to look at it well then we're handing it to our kid and if we're if we're not handing it to our kid because we don't have it out at our kid, well, then it manifests itself as us being a cunt, right? And we're, we're a dickhead to the person next to us because we haven't dealt with our trauma. So again, it's a, what I hope for is to hold up a mirror to everyone or allow everyone to hold up a mirror to themselves to address their own bullshit so they don't hand it on. Because inevitably, when we're not going to evolve as humans until we can stop handing on our bullshit, right? <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep, we're going to all stay on the fucking merry-go-round until we can, like, why is Sharon being nasty? Nothing has happened to her today. There's no need for her to be a nasty bitch. Like, there's something else going on, <laughs> you know? Like, all of that, that's the manifestation of her trauma being suppressed. Um, so getting people to actually look at all this stuff. Rusty asked what 2-6 stands for. Um, it stands for um, its numerology, um, an aligned team player, someone that looks out for the greater good of the family or the whole or the collective or the business. Um, so someone that is aligned within themselves that can um, look out for the greater good of the family as a whole. Um, and 2 plus 6 equals 8, which is the number of success. So really, it's a successful, aligned team player. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, bro. Yeah. yeah. That, bro, like, to be honest, I thought that was, like, your area code, like, because I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, 615 for life, you know, like, fucking yeah. my hood. And I was, like, but, bro, that's fucking gold. So, man, nah, fucking, bro, very, very, very fucking cool. And, like honestly, bro, I think um I think the work that you're doing, man, is is absolutely incredible because where you're at, bro, is like where you're at and where you've come from is just such a special, special journey. And you know, I think once you do sort of you know cross that path, that that border where you can essentially you've gone from, you know, you've built your wealth, you've built your income, you've built that safety net, then you can go into that legacy building stuff. Mm. That's that's what we all want, really. You know, like ultimately, I and I feel very blessed because, like, when I started fitness, it was like I started as a hobby. Then I opened a gym, became a fucking. I was like, I have to work now in my hobby. <clears throat> and then, you know, getting out of the gym, I was able to go back to having my hobby again. It was very, very cool because you realize you're doing it for the reasons that light you up. And um, I think, man, what you're doing in that realm, and like, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, especially in in those schools and. New Zealand's got the highest suicide rate in the world and it's mm. our young men. And, you know, imagine if we can get these guys believing in themselves and finding mm. that purpose and passion and, you know, having a leader like you, bro, I think is, is very, very cool. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a gap as well at the moment of either it's a bunch of, well, I am a fucking hippie at heart, but it's a bunch yeah. of, fuck, it's a bunch of fucking hippies pushing this sort of stuff, which scares off, the tradies, which scares off the people that really need the help, right? 
as yep. people that are too afraid afraid to say fuck shit can't and actually be real um <laughs> that's pushing people away like let's let's be fucking real about it it's uh, we don't need to do the eerie fury let's let's actually have a fucking chat fucking nose pro and like leadership man that's all it is we need better leaders and and i i think you're doing a very good job man of, of pushing that and just bring it to the world hey eh? be yeah. you um, cool so bro last little thing like when they sort of you know right on the gravestone of your career what are they writing same question as before but <laughs> how what are they writing on the gravestone of your career bro <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. On the gravestone of my career, the start of everyone's internal evolution. Yeah, Matt. Yep. 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 That's that's very, very cool. I think um, that quote by Tupac Shakur is like, I may not change the world, but if I spark the brain that does, I've fucking done my job. You're done. Yeah, exactly. Very, very cool, bro. Um, now, nah, awesome, bro. Thanks for your time today, man. And and thanks for sharing this journey and, and what you're doing. And um, very, very cool in terms of like the high ticket stuff, the retreat stuff. But more importantly, man, what you're trying to fucking do in the world is is even better. So I uh, thank you very, very much for um, sharing that, bro. And I, I think maybe if um, you got a little bit of time, open it up some Q&A. Um, yeah, if anyone's got any questions, feel free to fire them through. Um, Leah, I think you got a question there. Do I? <laughs> nah. Hey, hey, Joshua. Um, hey. My quick question for you, I really actually love this space because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about it enough, is like males and the suppression of their emotions and maybe how you, I don't know, how you tend to break through through those men that t- tend to have that like really hard exterior. What goes on in that space for you and how, can, how do you do it? Breathwork tends to be a really good modality for bringing forth any emotions that are being suppressed. Um, like a good solid breathwork journey, it will make you start crying and it will make you start addressing that pretty quickly. So a lot of them men um, in my programs have been in a one-on-one or a group breathwork session with me, which has been an hour to an hour and a half meditative session where they have fully broken down. Um, that being said, you are right. It is fucking hard if we've never met and if they haven't done a workshop with me to get them to go through that shit and to get them to open up. Um, but the ones that have, yeah, so, so there is a huge barrier for men still 100%. But I guess if I can get two big CEOs to be like, Josh was fucking amazing. Well, then that sort of like trickle on effect can happen, right? That um, the people that look up to these people that have, had good experiences with me, they'll be like, oh, fuck, maybe there is something in this. Maybe I should go have a cry with Josh. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else? Rusty. Yeah, bro, I just, um, I said it in the chat, so if anyone didn't see it, I just, I love uh, Josh's content. I love what you're putting out there, man. I love that. Um, I love the way you can articulate your own journey so that it's so relatable. I, when you said that you're not great at marketing, I'd fucking argue that because <laughs> I've seen your content and it makes me want to buy whatever the hell it is you've got on offer and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but then once I've watched more of it, I see it there and I think you're doing a really good job of getting your message out, mate. So when you said um, 
if you can get one CEO, I think that you're going to get a lot more than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You just need that. Like I said, you just need that little in to get blokes to actually front up and say, all right, I'll give this a go. Yeah. And I think you'll, you'll break through a lot of, a lot of walls and a lot of barriers, but I, yeah, I love your message. I love the way you go about it. Cause you speak, yeah, you speak like someone who's real. And I think that message gets across, man. So yeah, I just wanted to give you a fucking massive high five. Love the, I love the two six now because I love team players and you're a fucking team player. So there you yeah. go, bro. I love it. Nice. Thank you, man. Sweet. Cool. Nah, awesome, bro. Um, Once again, man, thanks for your time. Um, Have a fucking sick day. And yeah, I'll, I'll sort of like, I guess, I feel what um, Rusty said, you know, you are doing a good job, bro, with the marketing and the branding. It's Thank just you. consistency with messaging and just keep showing yeah, exactly. messaging. Yeah, for sure. That's what people want these days is they want they want to believe in something. You know, they don't yeah. want a fucking hundred million dollar offer as, as much as Alex Hormozzi says that's what makes you a million dollars. People want something to believe in. They want yeah. values, they want people that they align with, especially in this space. And like you can create the world's best fucking offer with the best inclusions, but unless they believe in you and what they do, they're not gonna buy it. So I yeah. think you're pretty spot.